What up, people? Welcome back to the Dugout Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm here with the Mandem. What up, boys? What up, what up, what up? <laughs> as you can see, as you can see, I have, uh, I wouldn't call him a debutant because he's, he's been here before. Victor Smith, he was here on the, uh, the Frank Lampard episode before Chelsea hired him. What up, Vikom? Ah, all good, man. All good. All good, man. It's, it's good to have Victor back. I think it took 100 episodes later for Victor to come back on my show. I'm not too sure why. <laughs> I'm not too sure why. I have my familiar guests here. I'm here with Yazar. What up, Yaz? What's good, my guys? What's good? Good to have you here. Arsenal fan in the bottom. Victor, as you can see, top Chelsea boy with the little poster in the back there. What is that, Victor? The banner. <laughs> the man got a whole banner as if he's, as if he's at Stamford Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> That's the groundskeeper. <laughs> I am here with my boy Henry Calaba, my hey, co-host. What up, Enzo? Yeah, what up? You know me, boy. I'm here. You know, trying to keep the peace. Trying to keep the peace in London. <laughs> and I'm here. London town. <laughs> I'm here with infamous Tottenham Hotspur supporter, Bryce Titus. What up, Brycey? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, okay. First of aye, all, aye, I just want to say to all the boys here, things are going to get hot. Remember, we are friends. At the end of this show, we need to see each other. So be careful what you think. <laughs> Gentlemen, we only have 14 minutes. Let's keep it tight. Yeah? Let's keep it tight. So, guys, welcome to Who is the Biggest Club in London? chat with all the lads and i'm happy to have all of you guys here thank you so much for tuning in you can follow me on twitter at dollar underscore rye and on instagram at the dugout podcast please click subscribe at the bottom over there and i'm happy to have all the boys here now first things first first things first you all claim that the biggest club is your own club right all of you yeah yes correct all of you well well all of us except right <laughs> yeah, not Bryce. Bryce. You shouldn't oh. be even at the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why you invited Bryce. You should, eat, you should be eating at the. You should be eating Whoa. at the kiddies table, bro. You guys, take it easy. Take it easy. Take it easy. Take it easy. So obviously, yeah, come obviously, on. Play Chelsea and Arsenal fans have the very similar perception that Tottenham are not as big as them. Bryce, what do you have to say about that? I feel these boys need to do their homework and realize that Tottenham worked for them to crawl. So they need to pay some respect to the daddy of London. Why do you say that? <laughs> I mean, we, we, we basically made strides for these clubs to come into London. And now they want to talk like they forgot everything that Tottenham has done. They just want to talk like they don't realize that there's a lot of uh, counter arguments as to how you are being club. And um, later in the show, I'm going to bring my own analysis in and to say, you can say that you're a big club because of this, but because of that, you might not be a big club as well. So I have my points coming with me as well. I have my gun with bullets and names on them. Victor, what do you think about Bryce? Coming out to the same. I see. I see Victor heavily disagreeing with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 what, what does Victor think about Bryce's statement of that his club had to crawl for you guys to walk? 
It's ridiculous. Then you could have Nottingham mm. Forest here and make the same argument for everyone else. <laughs> um, the fact is, for I the past point five years... I got that point coming up. Okay. The, the fact of the matter is that for the past 35 years, Spurs have been an average team. You know, the fact that they haven't won any major trophies in that time, the fact that they've been a feeder club to larger clubs for that entire duration, that's exactly what West Ham are, that's exactly what Crystal Palace are, that's exactly oh. what teams in that category are. You cannot put them at the same table as Chelsea and Arsenal. Ah, 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 ah. You saw, you saw, Victor brings up some very important points, calling Tottenham a feeder club, calling them, and even comparing them to the likes of Crystal Palace and West Ham. Those are some very bold statements. I mean, your own mm. personal rivalry as an Arsenal mm. fan, where do you sit when it comes to Tottenham being equal or bigger than you as a football club? That's just something that'll never happen, you know? Ah. The sun will never set in the east, bro. It's just, <laughs> it's just ridiculous, bro. Tottenham are just not on that top tier level. It's, it's just not happening, bro. It's, it's, it's actually just, a, it's quite sad, you know. And I don't know how Bryce and you know the rest of the Dallas Spurs fans keep on living in such a lie. But uh, I won't lie, they've they've been in positive strides, but. History dictates that Spurs can never be a top-notch team. Uh, you know, in world football in England, I mean, Chelsea, Arsenal, we've got kids in Kenya. We've got kids in, uh, you know, Ethiopia, in China, Thailand, supporting our team. They know about our team. Spurs! <laughs> uh, Spurs just not on that level, bro. They don't have that pull, you know. As, as Victor said, Crystal Palace, West Ham, they in that category, bro. Henry, we in the big I'm, leagues. Henry, I'm not too so sure. So I don't even know. Uh, oh. Look at Beanie, bro. Take your father's shirt off. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm asking you. I'm asking you. What are your thoughts on Arsenal? Because you had a lot to say in your intro video about where Arsenal are as a football club. They've been participation candidates in the Champions League for the longest time throughout Arsene Wenger's reign. You were quite loud about that. What else do you think about Arsenal as a football club? You see, I feel like Arsenal as a football club right now, there's no, there's no idea, there's no structure, there's no planning for the future. Because when you look at it realistically, even, even before this Wenger out era, they were losing every single captain Arsenal had left the club. Like, they struggled to keep players. And now this Wenger out situation just enhanced everything. We saw, like, a lot of players with contracts running down and a lot of players refusing to stay at the club, which, which from, from an outsider looking in, it makes it look as if no one is really um, believing in whatever project they're selling to the players that are coming in or whatever future project. Because even now, there are rumors of Aubameyang leaving like he's been linked with Barcelona, he's been linked with even the surprise move to Chelsea. Like it's like, bro, that's madness. Imagine, imagine in your mind, uh, Henderson now our captain being linked to City or being linked to Man U. Like that's a madness. That's that's crazy, bro. Yeah. Like when you think about it realistically, I feel like 
even though Arsenal, like, they have bright youngsters, like, you can, you can sort of try to build a future, but now I'm even seeing rumours of um, Saka, their best young youth player right now, arguably could be Martinelli as well, but he's also being linked to move away from the club. So it makes everyone from the outside, like, we don't know what's going in there, what's going on inside the club, but we're looking on like, wow, like, this is madness. Like, imagine, imagine Trent or flipping, um, what's our youth lighty? Um, Hoover being linked with the move away and Trent being linked with the move away. That wouldn't like, happen. I would tell you that the future, the future of the club isn't looking good. Like, even, in, even if you take Chelsea, for example, Tammy, Mason, Mounds, and then will be linked with the move away. That would look crazy. Like, it looks crazy because there's no replacement. And also for Arsenal, there's no money coming in either. So it's like, what exactly is happening? Bryce, Victor, yeah, calls, Victor calls Tottenham a feeder club. Now, essentially and factually, if you look yeah. at things here, Tottenham have fed certain clubs like Manchester United over the past and Real Madrid. They have fed those clubs with players, i.e. Gareth Bale, the Dimitar Berbatovs, the Luka Modric's of this world. But Arsenal are even guiltier of being feeder clubs at this moment in time. What, do you agree with me or what do you think about that? I definitely mm. agree with you. And you look at the likes of Fabregas and Pampasi leaving the club <laughs> and arguably one of their best players, uh, Ramsey, who was kind of leading that club in the absence of Arsene Wenger. And they let him go on a free to Juventus. So they clearly don't have a structure or an idea of long-term and how to create a team that's going to that's gonna challenge and, and, and keep going for the title. The objectives right now are very low, and that's only to, to challenge for the top four. We as a club, you can see we are consistently in the top four for the past three seasons. And as I say, we've bridged the mm. gap and overtaken that gap right now. And we have ambitions of the title of the Premier League. And when we are in the Champions League, you can see we made it to the final in the last season. And we also have the ambition of when we're in the Champions League, we also want to play for the trophy. So, looking at... Victor is laughing in the corner. So, looking at global appeal, looking at, looking at clubs that have fans all over the world with their fan bases, Arsenal and Chelsea are dramatically ahead in terms of the fan base appeal globally, unfortunately, ahead of Spurs. That is in no way a barometer of how big the football club is, but it is in some way a measurement of how popular the football club is. Victor, you tell me now, since you're a Chelsea fan, Dele Ali came out a couple of weeks ago saying that, that there's a bigger rivalry between Chelsea and Tottenham now than there is between Tottenham and Arsenal. Well, listen, if you want to talk about recent times, Arsenal are not the club that they were 10 years ago by any way, shape or form. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't even, I can't remember the last time Arsenal were in a proper title race. Can, can you think of the last time they were in a proper title race? Yeah, I was talking about Arsenal. When is the last time Arsenal were in a, in a, in a title race? A real title and race. That I can't was remember. Spurs, not Arsenal. I can't remember. A real yeah. one. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been forever. So if you want to talk about the past five years, then Arsenal are behind the two. The past five years specifically. Um, I think Chelsea are far ahead. 
of the other two clubs, just down to the fact that Chelsea have won trophies. That's true. Chelsea have been winning trophies consistently for the past 23 years. Um, 23? Yeah, the past 23 years, from 98. <laughs> well, 22 years, from 1998. Look at, look at Henry's yeah, face. From 1998, yeah. <laughs> from 1998. <laughs> Henry, if, if we're talking about, about, about trophies here, Henry, if we're going on about trophies here, I mean, Tottenham they have Arsenal wins. Yeah. No, no, no. Yes, just take a seat, lad. This is the bash <laughs> Arsenal show now. This so is the, just, I'm just watching everyone bash Arsenal. Okay. No, no, to no, you. no, no. I'm coming to Wait. you. Okay, we get it. Yeah, angle it to me soon, okay? Okay. I'll Henry, still finishing around. Henry, in terms of trophies, you know, yeah. Chelsea, Chelsea are a lot more popular in terms of recent times. Arsenal had, have had their glory days. I don't remember where Tottenham's glory days were at all. But Arsenal haven't won the Champions League as yet. You won, Paul. <laughs> Arsenal and Spurs haven't won the Champions yeah, League. Yeah, they haven't. So, if we're having the conversation, yeah. Big, yeah. if we're having the convo of big clubs, do either of them qualify knowing full well that either of them haven't won the Champions League? No. Are you asking, are you asking for my personal opinion? Yes. Please. Yes. Please, I want to talk on that. People know this, and this is a fact. Like, this is a fact. I'm about to lay down a serious fact right now. In the last couple of years, Chelsea has been the biggest club in London. That is just a fact in terms of trophies and the importance of the trophies that they have won as well. And not just, not just the trophies, but if you take the overall Chelsea team, like that GOAT Chelsea team, and you pair it up against any Arsenal team of that time, or any Spurs team of that time, it trumps it. Because you had John Terry, you had Lampard, you had Drogba, like there was a lot of things. And can you believe Robin couldn't make it into that team? Like that says a lot, like when you think about it realistically. So in my opinion, Chelsea's been the biggest club in London, but... The overall biggest club in London, unfortunately, it is Arsenal. Ooh. It is Arsenal. But then the team, but then the team with the brightest future right now is Tottenham Hotspur. That's my opinion. The team with the bright although they, they, they seems to be a bit of a decline with how they're being managed because we we saw Ericsson left already to Inter Milan. And some people yeah. think Kane might leave soon as well. He might go to either Man U or wherever people are saying Kane may go. And then they're also looking at the, the lack of effort from the team as well under their current manager. But that's just how it is right now. Spurs have the best stadium. They've invested well and they've been in the better positions over these last two or three seasons. So now, that's, my, that's my opinion right now. We've got two points of order. I see Victor shaking his head. I know Yazar needs some airtime. And Bryce, first and foremost, needs to get some impact. Bryce, before I come to your, your point of order, I need to get to Yazar. Yazar, the reality yeah, give is... give Yazar the data bundle. I need to give Yazar some airtime. <laughs> I need to give Yazar some... I'm sorry, okay. I'll come to you. Yazar, talk to me about what, what's just been said about Arsenal. But, They're the biggest club so far, but not right now. Thanks, Ryan. Firstly, what I wanted to say is that uh, you can't have 
winning a Champions League trophy as the barometer of being, being a big club. Because I just saw a tweet about this like a, about a week ago. Style Bucharest, Nottingham Forest, Dynamo, Zagreb, all of these teams have won Champions League trophies and European, European trophies. But it doesn't mean that they're a bigger club than the next team. It's just a contributing factor. And then about what you guys were saying, you guys were really having fun there. Everyone is up against Arsenal there. Uh, but what Henry, was, what Henry said there is, you know, kind of honest, you know. Uh, recently, past 10, 15 years or so, uh, you know, Arsenal haven't been where they should be. You know, there's deep-rooted issues within the club. Uh, players, our best players wanting to go play for our rivals. Uh, money problems not being competitive, but at the end of the day, that still doesn't uh, take away from the greatness and the immense value and the sway that Arsenal have in world football. Uh, there's, there's no other team that can have people, people's emotions like all over the place. Everyone has something to say about my team. We have, I mean, our fan TV <laughs> our fan TV side, uh, those guys had the world watching our team. And uh, I tend to agree with uh, some other points uh, risen as well. Chelsea have definitely been the best performing team, you know, in recent, future, uh, in recent history. Uh, Spurs definitely up and coming. And you know, at the moment, Arsenal are the third, or oh, in third place in terms of quality on the pitch, but in terms of biggest greatness, uh, our history, our fans, our global appeal, we, we above, we above uh, you know, Chelsea and Spurs and uh, North London is red. Point, yes. point, of, <laughs> point of order, <laughs> point of order. Bright get on, get on to your at the bottom there, please. I know you want to, I know you've been dying. Get on to it. Wait, oh. wait, 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 wait. Wait. Yeah, wait your turn. Wait your turn. One you second. you wait your turn, big man. No, okay, man, how long am I waiting? I'll wait. Hey, hey. I'll yeah. allow him because this Guys. is his, his show. It's him. Take it easy, his take it easy. To take it easy. His small club. Take it easy. Take it easy. <laughs> Bryce, go for it. You're done, big man. Bryce, go. So look here. The way I look at it, right? is that my premise is that Tottenham are the oldest between the three clubs, right? And their records, they're the first to win the double of the FA Cup in the first division league, and they're the first to win European trophies out of British teams, right? You Correct. First that division. is a really important factor. <laughs> Mate, don't interrupt me. Don't interrupt okay. me. All right. <laughs> and now... Chelsea want to talk that because they won the Champions League trophy that they are a big club. And then Arsenal's premise is that because they've won the more trophies, and I will highlight that number. Arsenal have won 49, Chelsea 26, and Spurs 24. It does seem like that is two polar opposite numbers, right? But they are. Again, as we mentioned about the topic about uh, major trophies, if you do look at it, of Nottingham Forest, uh, if you're going to say that uh, Champions League trophies are, are determined that you're a big club, Nottingham Forest would be considered a bigger club than Arsenal because they won two uh, Champions League trophies. They won a Super Cup. Aston Villa also won a uh, Champions League trophy. 
and they also won a Super So do we say that they are bigger than Arsenal because they won those trophies? No, we know. That don't. would be a point directed at Victor because he thinks the, the Champions League trophy makes you a big club. No, no, no. I, I didn't say that. Um, in order to be considered a big club, that's one of the prerequisites one needs to have. When you talk about the truly elite clubs in Europe, which clubs are you considering? Real Madrid, AC Milan, Barcelona, Inter Milan, Juventus, Liverpool, um, Bayern Munich, right? Chelsea, teams like that, who've won titles and who've won European trophies as well. Now, just to come to your point, Bryce, you cannot bring up... Well, hey, there, boy. <laughs> oh, where's, where's the homie? Hey. Telcom ran out. Telcom, Victor, <laughs> Victor, what's going on, bro? Ask Chelsea to send him some data. Oh, oh. yeah, he <laughs> needs <laughs> uh, VM dog, what, uh, what must, happened, Victor? He must sell that shower curtain that he got behind him. He must sell that shower curtain he got behind him. <laughs> Not working. Henry, how's this dog? How's this? So, also been going on about like. Who's a feeder club? Who's not a feeder club? Who's been selling more players? Who's won more trophies? Victor had the nail on the head. The ultimate feeder <laughs> club here, in my own opinion, is Arsenal. What do you think? Um, let me see. Okay, first of all, I wanna I wanna clarify a few points because there's been some things going with the back and forth in terms yeah. of a club attaining a European title. For instance, let me let me use Nottingham Forest. The the story behind Nottingham Forest is in fact that the club the club was spending a lot of money, which made them it forced them to sell their top players. That's why they fell off after they won that second Champions League. And a lot of people like it's been a huge discussion right now, even amongst professionals, that Nottingham Forest would have gone and done major things for a couple of years if they hanged on to those players. Now, back to Arsenal. Before, before we cut, um, Yazar had points about Arsenal and um, big ups to him because he admitted that like, they're not in the space that they're supposed to be. And I believe if every <coughs> Arsenal fan has his type of mentality, then Arsenal will be forced to um, obviously push up its standards. Because I feel like the problems that are at Arsenal, because a lot of the fans have been constantly settling for less. Like if you see, if you see, you see those clips from even Arsenal fan TV, like at the start of the season, there's even montages of the years. At the start of the season, men are like, "We're gonna win the league," and then by June, <laughs> men have like, I mean, by January, they have like 40 injuries, and O's want to leave now. Then they're like, "Oh." It's a shambles. Then you see, it's a shambles. Like, bro, you can't. It's because they always constantly settling for less. Like, oh no, it's not this. We just need to push on, or it's not this. Like, first of all, they've been needing someone new to own the club. They've been needing that. That's just a fact. They've been needing a new owner. They've been needing more drive within the managers that they they bring in. Like, you can't be bringing. Good evening, like a man that can barely speak English in an English league. Like a man that can barely speak English in an English league. How are you supposed to communicate with the players in training? 
Yeah, like, no, but let's be serious. Like, let's be serious. Because the language barrier is a thing. So, like, um, also now, to go to the feeder club thing, like, yes, Arsenal have been, as much as they're trying to push it on Tottenham, like, oh, Tottenham are feeder club, they, how can you lose Thierry Henry and tell me that someone else is a feeder club? How can you lose Van Persie and... And Van Persie's the only reason Man U probably won that season. Yeah. He pushed them to win that one season. So how can you tell me you're losing all, like, feeder club? You need it. It's because for me, like, they're saying feeder club, but for me, Dortmund was a feeder club. Like, and when you look at Arsenal, what's the difference between Arsenal and Dortmund? They've both been losing their top players. Like, you can't, you can't argue against it. But the fact is also Spurs have been losing a couple one-two players. Like, but like Modric and Gareth Bale are the last ones we all remember. But like now you look at Arsenal, they just lost Ramsey. Like their best player, they've just lost Ramsey. Mm, and when Fabregas was coming back to the Premier League, where did he go? He didn't go to Arsenal. And people will say, yeah, yeah, but Wenger was stubborn. He turned them down. But it's still fact that he didn't go back Arsenal, he went to Shots. Shots. So, the, if you look at the recent documents, Arsenal are the recent feeder club, and they've Shots. been feeding. Like, the consistency of... They're giving us buffets. Like I, I buffet. need to. I, I agree with you, Henry. I do. I do. Victor, yeah. I see you laughing in the corner there. I need to ask you, does a club's expectations come into the conversation? Because the reality is we've seen Chelsea chop and change managers due to the extreme extreme expectations of the football club. Now, if you ask me, I think between these three clubs, Chelsea have the highest expectations. Should that be a factor that we should even consider in the first place? Oh, well, well definitely. Um, listen, if you think about it, Spurs have been overachieving. Yeah. They've been overachieving because their expectation is what? Try to get as close to top four, qualify for top four. And they've been doing it for the past five years. And yeah. well done to them for that. But that's where their ceiling is. You know, um, a team like Arsenal. Arsenal, their expectation, no one knows what the expectation is. You can't sell your best players and expect to compete and then not replace them. Nobody mm. knows what the expectation is. Like, I think, what, they seventh at the moment when the league closed. That's so, true. Yeah, they were. They were, they were praying that City got um, bombed. <laughs> but they still weren't going to make it because Man United were going to get the points for <laughs> I need to ask Yazar for a second. Yazar, with all these accusations pointed towards no, Arsenal for being, for being a feeder club, for this and that, do you believe the expectation of, of Arsenal fans? as a collective, like Arsenal fans, the board, do you think there is a higher expectation of the fans compared to where the football club is at this moment in time? Yeah, I have to just have a quick word with my legal counsel and uh, we are going to plead guilty. We're going to plead guilty to being a feeder club. <laughs> the gents' <laughs> arguments were, they cut deep, bro. <laughs> they cut deep. <laughs> you know, the... The problem, the problem with with my team is that there's just a huge disconnect as to what's important. You know, is it the money? Yeah. Is it is it actually achieving? And there's there's huge problems. Uh, but 
at the end of the day, I still feel like we, we're not far away from, from challenging. I feel like we just need a little bit of stability, uh, the right man in charge uh, and the right acquisitions, and we, we're not too far away. But it, it's going to take, take a big change of the entire culture, change of leadership, and, and yeah. Victor, uh, I see Victor disagrees bro. with you, Yaza. Why do you disagree, Victor? He said they're not far from challenging. Challenging for what? Eighth. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my word. If Yazar made the statement 10 years ago, 100%, but at the moment, they're too far behind. Too far behind. Yeah. Relatively speaking, we all the teams are, are too far behind. <laughs> Even City is too far behind this year's Liverpool team. But we all know... Yeah, we're not talking about then, just the points. No, we're not talking. We're talking about Premier League. Yeah, That's what we're talking about. Yeah, but we're not talking about just a points. Talk, talking about the level of your team. City and Liverpool are very close in terms of the level of their team. They perform at a particular level. They're both really world-class teams. Arsenal is nowhere near that. They haven't been near that for a very long time. And, oh, my word. Wolves are closer. Let's Put it like that. I see I see Bryce in the top corner over there, obviously shaking his head and he's got a lot in his mind. Bryce, speak to me about the wage structure at Tottenham because obviously Arsenal have some of the highest paid wages in the Premier League. Tottenham don't seem to be competing in any shape or form as in terms of wages. Don't pay the amount of wages that Arsenal and Chelsea do. Why don't they pay the amount of money? Uh, first of all, I want to get on to a topic that uh, Victor just spoke about in terms of ceilings. You guys. When he says that, I'll, sorry, I'll, I'll get back to the wages. I'll get back to the wages. But when he wants to talk about ceiling and he says our ceiling is to consistently be in the top four, tell me how it is that we'll send scouts to go see a player and then you will send the, your scouts to watch our scouts watch that player. William! Yeah. Yeah. Please tell me, because when you want to talk about ambition, right, you can see that wow. our club has got a sustainable business model, yeah? Yo. You can see that building Yo. a stadium that is world-class, that is probably, arguably, one of the best in Europe, with its facilities, the training grounds, everybody who comes here, ask any player that's going to come into the Premier League, where would they want to be training, where would they be want to be playing, they'll tell you Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, they'll tell you the Tottenham Hotspur training ground, all right? And if you just look at that, basically, I mean, come on, ambitions-wise, you can see we building. And then when it goes back to the wages, when it goes back to the wages, obviously that we've had to take our time, we had to pace ourselves, get the stadium right. Our match day revenue is eating away that debt for our, our, our stadium. You look at Arsenal when they built uh, that Emirates Stadium. They're the only club that I know that can have anything in their name or title with Emirates and not have anything such as oil money. They suck. So yo, you, can, yo, you can see with uh, our sustainable yo, business model, uh, <laughs> with our sustainable business model, you can see that, okay, we'll get the stadium sorted out and then the big money players will come in, the big money wages will happen. It's about having a sustainable business model and you know that's going to be a long-term plan. Henry, You've watched games at all three stadiums, yeah. at Stamford Bridge, at the Emirates, and the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Correct me if I'm wrong, some of the most poisonous atmospheres 
meaning one misplaced pass, the fans lose their minds, has been at the Emirates. What do you think about that? Yeah, we can see it. And a lot of people are saying, like, just because they have AFTV, it doesn't mean that their fans aren't toxic. But um, in reality, <laughs> it actually is. The, the, the Arsenal fans are actually very toxic. Like, in terms... Because if you even back just to recent times, they wanted Wenger out. And Wenger basically built that whole club and that, all that revenue and money that they built, they used to build the Emirates is all from his legacy. And the only reason, part of the only reason we're having these kind of arguments now are all due to Wenger. He's built most of that Arsenal legacy by himself. Like, he also revolutionized football. Like, there was a lot of disrespect. And I knew why, because, like, obviously, he got a bit lost in this new age now. Because, like, new age now, it's not like you buy experienced players and then you push off on experienced players. Like, Mourinho is having that problem as well. You can see, he like, he has a few connections. I was getting a call. But, yeah, he has a, he has a few lost <clears throat> connections in pushing all the players to come in, like, the experienced thing. It doesn't work now. You need the hot young. You need a hot young prospect to learn from your club star player, and that's the way forward. That's working. The model that's working now. So um, yeah, that's that's how I see it. Like Arsenal fans, they complain about everything, but at the end of the day, Spurs fans, although the team and rightly so, were upset with finishing um, second in the Champions League. Spurs fans knew what that meant, and that was a moment, and they got behind the club, and they were ready to push again. Arsenal fans, like most defeats, when you see Arsenal lose a single game, just look at everything you'll see that comes with that loss. Yo, it's I mean, crazy. Fancy, like, it's so toxic. Yo, it's toxic. And you know, they trend. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, I hate to use social media as a point. But you go on social media and they trend. Like, they hate trends. I don't know any other club where they hate trends on globally on Twitter. Or there's literally That's no how other club we are, there's, bro. There's, there's no other club that can lose one game and trend for the whole night about their hatred, about their loss. It just breeds toxicity. Yeah, no one likes to lose, bro. Yeah. No. The, the, I don't want to lose. I don't like bro. losing. No, the reality, the, reality, the reality is... My point is... <clears throat> Sorry, Henry, go. Wait, my point... You guys accept mediocrity at the start of the season. And then when you lose, you, you... I don't know what you expect. It's like the Arsenal fans expected this, like, global world star team, like a bunch of Ronaldinho's and midfield and something. But the core like, how long did they push Wilshire? Wilshire was dead. He was dead for years. And the man was injured for years. And they kept saying, oh, he has potential. Man's 20, 24 with potential. What? No, bro. Come on. You can't tell me you're settling for mediocrity at the start of the season and then at the end of the season you're expecting all the accolades. Like, it doesn't work like that. Let's be Agreed. Victor, sorry, man. So, I wanted to have a chat with you about the success of Chelsea's academy in recent times. You've seen plenty of young prospects come through the academy at Chelsea, and that's been the product of their loan system. Now, Arsenal have proud themselves on the academy and how many players they can bring through, but 
what we're looking at right now is that Chelsea are the number one force in London to bring through young players right now. Yes, that's true. And Chelsea have been that for quite some time. If you just look at the FA Youth Cup and the UEFA Youth Cup, out of all the English teams, Chelsea have won those competitions more than anyone else in recent times. You look at this golden generation coming through the academy at the moment, Tammy Abraham, Mason Mount, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, all of these guys have won all have won these trophies on numerous occasions. They've been through the England youth system at under 17. So it's, 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 it's no surprise that these young players are doing well. They've been playing well for quite some time. Chelsea's academy at the moment, I would say, is right up there with the best in Europe. Right up there with the best in Europe. Just because if the players aren't successful... Sorry, Victor. Continue. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just said if they aren't succeeding at Chelsea, then they're going elsewhere and succeeding. Bryce, you, know? you had a point of um, order before I come to you, Zah. Yeah. You had a point of order. I I do agree that in recent times the academy is is quite amazing to watch and what uh, what they're bringing through. But I just want to yeah. bring through a very key statistic in terms of which London club has provided the most England internationals ever. Tottenham lead with 78 to Arsenal 63 to Chelsea 49. I think that is a very important statistic to remember. Well, if you're only having English players in your academy, then maybe. <laughs> Actually, yeah, Victor, you're a point. <laughs> so what does it say then? You're, you're having to go around the world to go get youngsters. That's cool. You can't breed them. You, it's cool quality scouting. It's scouting. It's, well, it's scouting. It's scouting. You're telling me, you're telling me, listen, mate, you're telling me that you can't develop players better. You can't develop players better. You're finding the best youngsters around the world, but you can't develop youngsters better. That's what I'm saying. You're taking someone from a 15-year-old with potential and turning them into a professional footballer. I think that's quite enough. We're just talking about London clubs. You're right. So what are you talking about? It's very important to know that these youngsters get into the England national team. That's the whole point of being a Premier League. Take it easy. Take it easy. Take it easy. Bryce, it's not all about English players, unfortunately. It, it is about the all-round collective. You do have a point, but the reality is, is that there are other nationalities involved in football clubs. Yazar, speak to me about Arsenal's academy, because I saw you shake your head when Victor was talking about their academy. I know you obviously have some points to prove with John Willock, Bukayo Saka, Emil Smith-Rowe. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm a huge believer in the quality that exists in Chelsea's academy. Uh, notoriously for years, they've been, you know, churning out some top prospects. But they've never seen lights of day with the team. It took them to get, it took them Frank Lampard and a transfer ban for us to finally see them give their players a chance. Uh, if I was a professional footballer, I'd steer clear from Chelsea's academy. And as soon as things start going awry with Lampard, which, which will happen, I mean, he's, he's a young manager. It won't always be sunshine and roses they're going to resort back to their usual tried and tested uh, tactic, which is buying trophies. And the young players are going to suffer. Uh, but what I wanted to also add, you know, that whole uh, Wenger out stuff that you mentioned and Arsenal's fans, you know, being toxic, that's, you know, highly debatable. Uh, I was reluctantly a part of the Wenger out brigade. I felt like I wasn't happy with 
the direction the team was going in and we need a change. It doesn't mean that I wasn't grateful for Wenger or appreciative of, of uh, you know, what he did for my team. I mean, his team, I, sh- I shouldn't even say my team. It, it's his team, you know, that, that his team changed the, changed the modern English game. And, and yeah, our fans are not toxic. We just emotional. <laughs> we, we ex- our expectations are always high. Uh, because we want to believe in, in the good. And as soon as things don't go well, you, you can't expect us just to be like, yeah, man, you know, we just accept it. You know, we, we're going to be upset. We're going to trend. We're going to be on your news feed because we're that massive of a team. Everyone's going to feel it. Yeah. Victor, before I go to Henry, do you have something important to say? Because you highly disagreed with what Yazar was saying earlier. Um, buying trophies. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I just I just want to answer that one. Okay. Yeah. So, Chelsea's record signing is Kepa Aritha Balaga, right? He costed the club seventy-one million. Um, and their second highest or the second most expensive player was Morata at fifty-five. So-called Arsenal who hardly ever spend money, according to how everyone wants to behave, signed Nicolas Pepe for almost 80 last year. <laughs> and the previous season signed Aubameyang for 60. 72, okay? Signed yeah. Aubameyang for 60. Signed Lacazette for over 50. Signed Ozil for 47, 48, around there. The difference is when Chelsea spend money, they win titles. Arsenal spend money and nothing happens. So it's not buying titles. <laughs> Everyone spends money. You just win. Yeah, those are our biggest signings ever. Those are our biggest signings ever, bro. But if you want to compare the two, I just I don't have the figures right now. Yeah, man, those are our biggest signings ever. Some big signings. But still, historically, you guys spend way more than us, bro. Your net spend is way high. You have a Russian oligarch pumping, flipping blood money into your team. And you guys are buying trophies, bro. City, oh. Man City just refined the model and did it better <laughs> than you guys. Yo. Uh, it, it comes down to that. It's simple facts. Still have more titles than them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they just, got, they just got big a couple years ago, bro. You guys have been doing it a bit longer. But I... still, both historically small teams that had... Uh, input of large amounts of money and now they want to be talking and piping up like they the biggest club in their city. It's Henry, a joke. Henry, do you... Do you <laughs> look, look at this convo happening. Look at this convo happening. What are your thoughts about yeah. Chelsea buying their way to trophies? Do you agree with the fact that Chelsea have invested heavily and have won trophies? Or do you think that they've ultimately just thrown money at it? What do you think of, it, of the whole situation? My thing, my thing is, I believe... I believe in the past they did. I don't think right now because how can you how can you spend big like Kepa's a flop? Like let's be real, Morata's a flop. Like how can you spend big on players that are trash and then say that they bought uh, they bought trophies? It doesn't make sense because it only makes sense in the past when they bought players that did damage in the league. So that's my thing. That's why it's more accurate to say that City buy their titles than it is to say that Chelsea buy their titles. Like right now. But in the past, 
they started this trend though, this trend of buying, investing large amounts of money and buying trophies. And that's why they called rent boys. You know, they call them rent boys because they've been buying or plastic champions, whatever people call them, because Roman comes with his card, his wife, and then they buy, they've been buying trophies and then he moves on. But as of now, like, I don't think they're the ones buying trophies. And I feel like it's the culture now. It's become a norm. It's become like, the new narrative buying, now where every tribe has to invest to win yeah. trophies. Yeah, like Bayern never used to spend gang cash. Now they bought Lucas Hernandez for 80 million. Like, come on. It's, it's happening in every league, everywhere. Bryce, I'm pretty sure your mind is running wild with the amount of things that have been brought up in the past five minutes. The reality is these two clubs are, are talking about bringing through youth. They're talking about having better players. Between all three clubs, who's had the most flops? Hey. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> good, good topic. We can't buy a striker. We can't buy. What was, what was Vincent Janssen? His pen was trash. <laughs> <laughs> I think he scored one goal for the club, yo, and he has out. At least so it's man. better than Sonogo, bro. Yo! Yeah, yeah, Sonogo, bro. Sonogo is a kid, bro. But, but Bryce, Bryce, you haven't given me an answer because, I mean, Vincent Janssen comes to us most recently. I think over time, we've seen plenty of players come to the Premier League and just, just not cut it. You know, we've seen Vincent Janssen... Uh, what was that, that French boy that came to We've seen so, so many boys at Spurs. So Dado came, rubbish. There's only, there's only Pinaldo in the box. <laughs> <laughs> Yazar, would, would you call players like Eric Lamella flops? Nah, I wouldn't say Lamella's a flop. I, I think all teams, I think all teams have flops, you know. Just some have more than others. Does he get into a top six team right now? Yeah, maybe. I think he can play for Wolves. Wait, I think he can play for wait, Wolves. What? I think in, with the right pieces around him, Lamela is a good player, bro. Victor, am I going crazy? Bro, I'm just Why are you asking an Arsenal fan about things they don't know about? Why are you asking them about top six, bro? You. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, inv- we we did have a lesson in bad investment back then. That's your sustainable business model. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, give you, I'll give you I'll give you a point for that, Victor. I'll give you a point for that. But that's the that's the like the first and last time something like that happened. <laughs> oh, Victor, I saw Victor waiting. I saw no, Victor waiting. <laughs> Do you have them written down, Victor? <laughs> you, you literally lurked in the comments. No, bro. Yo. <laughs> Yo. If, if I have to compare one more topic of conversation, who has had the most successful managers over the past, say, 15 years? So let's be real. Let's actually look at it this way. Jose Mourinho, Arsene Wenger, and Maurizio Pochettino. Henry, think you go first. Pochettino isn't even in that conversation, though. Because, like, because when you, let's be real, Arsene Wenger has GOAT status at not just Arsenal, but the Premier League itself, because he yeah, revolutionized how football was. And then Mourinho has his own GOAT status because 
he came in as like a super underdog. Like, I don't know if you remember his first few interviews um, in the Premier League and everyone was like, who is this guy? Like, man made Benny McCarthy win a Champions League. Like, but everyone was like, he's not going to, he's not going to cut it. They were all like, yeah. Because remember, Fergie at that time was like the god of football and management. And Fergie didn't like Jose. So everyone was like, oh, if Fergie says he's not going to make it, then he's not going to make it. Because he was, there's even that thing where Fergie's like, yeah, he proved me wrong. Because I was like, who's this arrogant, whatever, whatever. So, like, Mourinho has fought, he fought against the odds that time when he was at Chelsea. And Pochettino, uh, like, he's, yeah, he's, he's a great manager, don't get me wrong. And he has the potential to have that as well. If he if he makes the next right move, but I don't think you can compare his like how how long was he at Spurs like four years three years I think about five years actually I don't know if you can compare if you can compare that to Arsene Wenger who be who like was young and left as a dinosaur and then you can <laughs> compare um Mourinho, Mourinho who's had two two chances at Chelsea. How do you compare that to um, Pochettino who's only come in and had one stint? Although, like, he showed us things. He reached the, uh, the final of the Champions League. But, like, he never attained any titles as well. But I don't, I don't discredit his management skills at all. So, for me, like, but it's, at the same time, it's hard to put him in this conversation with Mourinho and uh, Arsene Wenger. Yes, sir. We've obviously given you some some uh, some food for thought with this conversation. I can see <laughs> you holding your head there. I know I know your heart says Arsene Wenger. What does your head say? Yeah, no, I, I hear what you guys are saying. Victor uh, and Henry pulled up some good points there. Uh, mm, I think I think yeah, Pochettino doesn't figure. It's a uh, two-horse race there between those three coaches. And I think Mourinho, for his ruthless... Because, you know, soccer at the end of the day, it's about winning. So I think Mourinho uh, just pips it, you know, uh, ahead of Wenger in terms of greatness. But I think Wenger's impact is wow. something that we have, to, we have to acknowledge. And uh, I think on that, on that level, he's on that Ferguson level, in that top two of the greatest uh, to do it uh, in any world of all time. <laughs> Did I hear a sneaky Venga out there? <laughs> Shut up, bro. Only an Arsenal fan has the right to say that, bro. Sorry, 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 sorry. The the Lord's name in vain. Don't be saying the Lord's name in vain like that. <laughs> What's wrong with I you? Yo, I'm super say. considering naming my 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 firstborn after Arsene, bro. Uh, you know, one day. I'm no, Andre Arshavin. Lazy's going to get teased. This, 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 this yo, is how you Andre Arshavin. Remember the Russian uh, Andre Arshavin? He actually named his, his first son after Arsene Wenger. This you is can't so, do uh, It just shows the type of a man. Arsene Tobias. This is a man. must understand. <laughs> she must understand, bro. <laughs> Some things are bigger than life, bro. I appreciate the honesty. I think we can't discredit Arsene Wenger's legacy for what he's left at Arsenal. Bryce, just to end off on this whole conversation, 
Tottenham haven't been able to trump the amount of wins Arsenal have against them. Neither have they against Chelsea. Why has that been the case? Well, that's looking over a long period of time for sure. But if you want to be talking about a derby coming up right now, who are you going to be more scared of in terms of strikers coming up in a, in a, in a London derby? Are you going to be scared of Tammy Abraham Oba that can't even score a pin even if the keeper wasn't in the net? What? Or oh. Harry Kane? What? So, ah. Ah. Don't When it comes to London derbies, I mean, the most threatening person right now was definitely Harry Kane. So I think we definitely have an edge in that. The man's in hospital. He's in hospital bed, bro. And, mate, 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 listen, yeah, let me finish, let me finish, the man's back at training, bro. When, when we talk about the top five scorers in the EPL London derbies, let me finish, guys, let me finish. We have Thierry Henry with 43 goals in 59, Teddy Sheringham, a Tottenham player with 13-70, Frank Lampard with 32 in 139, and we got Harry Kane in fourth with 29 in 46. Who do you think out of current crop of players most likely to uh, to have his numbers increased you, you don't have any current player for Arsenal or Tottenham in, in, in that conversation yeah Aubameyang bro Aubameyang Obama who? I think he's a better oh, I think Aubameyang is a better striker than, Obama than Harry Kane <laughs> man I think you're both that man to do are... backflips and put on moss he's a superhero not a soccer player I don't know where's the Pomyang aid coming from, bro. Yeah, neither do I. Sense. It's so guys, offside, guys, bro. Pomyang plays in the Tottenham team right now. Harry Kane gets into every team in the world. Aye, aye, aye. Not true. Ish, not I true. Not every it. team in the world. He gives Except you city. more threat. Except he gives city. you more threat. He Except can score city. with his left foot, his right foot. He's, he can score headers. He can score with his dirty tie outside the box, penalty area. What can a bomber do except pace? Only Henry, except City and Bayern. Henry, can you hear this conversation that's happening now? Can you hear this? So, I think Bryce is discrediting, but, he's discrediting Aubameyang entirely. I don't see yeah, why. But the, thing is, the thing is, I don't think he's too far off. That's the weird thing. Because honestly... How many PFAs has, how many, I mean, how many golden boots has Harry Kane won in our, he's got more golden boots than Aguero. Like, that's one argument you can make as well. And I don't know, um, I think Aubameyang won his first golden, it's, I'm not saying that Aubameyang is worse than Harry Kane, that's all I'm saying. But I'm saying like, Bright has the, Bryce has the right to have those feelings. Like, I don't feel like what he's saying is completely crazy. Like, I feel like Harry Kane does get... Like, he's been linked with Real Madrid already. He's been linked with Man U. I don't know if it was before they were trash or while they were trash. Like, and then he's, he's been linked with numerous clubs as well. I even saw a Barca link along the line somewhere. So, like, it's not, it's not hard to believe. Like, I feel like... Because Harry Kane was... He, he was even the... I think he was one of the only players in this generation of the Premier League that was scoring more than 20 goals a season, consecutive seasons. Mm. So, like, I don't feel... 
like that proves itself that he is like a top world class fighter. Victor, get it off your chest. Okay. Uh, no, no, definitely. Um, Harry Kane is a world class striker. Easy top three strikers in the world, in my opinion. I, I, I'm not going to debate that. But don't trash talk of Bumiang. Oh, Bumiang is also a world class striker. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's actually real price. I mean, Bumiang is one of the best in the world, targeted by some of the biggest clubs in the world, too. So. I uh, pays merchants. No, but Bryce, he, but Bryce he's, he's an ultimate finisher. <laughs> Put some respect on Aubameyang's name here. Let's be, let's be honest. Ask oh, Harry Kane to talk. I'll put a <laughs> In 2020, you can't be you can't be dissing people's disabilities. This is going on YouTube. There are people coming outside your house fighting you. My man, don't go that route. This is not like England, Bryce, unfortunately. <laughs> that, that won't happen here. That won't happen here. It's <laughs> 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 a peach house. So, so, there's no fuel. So, in the Premier League in the last 20 years, the last 20 years, who is the goalkeeper yeah. of this London 11? Bryce, go. Without a doubt. Bryce, go. <laughs> Check. Henry? I wanted to say lemon. Man. I wanted to say lemon, but check. Check was even an arsenal. Victor. <laughs> oh, check. Check. Yes. Manuel Almunia. Who? Chesney Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm playing. Get a check. Get a check. Okay. Let's end the convo here. Right back. Carl Walker. Excuse me? Ivanovic. How? Carl Walker? What's Carl Walker? Carl Walker. My man, Ivanovic. One of the highest, one of the highest, one of the highest uh, prices for a defender. Come on, Carl Walker. Andy Carroll cost 35 million pounds, was a World Cup <laughs> free at the time, and he's garbage. Don't talk nonsense to me, please. Hi. Come on. Come on, Carl Walker. Guys, guys right back, right back. I won't lie, Ivanovic. I think uh, a lot of people discount Lauren and the amazing stuff he did in that Invincibles team. Oh yeah, I think he was, was pretty good. I think he was. I think Lorraine was was quite a was quality. Eh? Uh, I'd, I'd go for Lorraine, but it's close. Oh, that's hard. It's hard because like Lorraine was fire, but I grew up watching Ivanovic. So it's like hard for it's like, and Kyle Walker's. The enemy's team, bro. Like, I'm ah, there's, there's two there's two votes for Ivanovic, there's one for Kyle Walker, and there's one for Lorraine. You are the deciding vote, my guy. Yo, then I'm sorry, I have to go Ivanovic, bro. Like, that man, okay, Ivanovic, it is. Ivanovic it is, guys. Since a half, oh, wait, 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 Ryan, yeah, Ryan, I have to dip now, bro. Sorry, no, nah, I'm gonna have to leave. Got a couple things to do. Peace. Be nice talking trash with you about these trash London clubs. Like a man. Like a G. Okay. Sorry, guys. Center backs. Tony Adams and John Terry. 
Oof. Yeah, that's a killer duo, eh? I like uh, I like it for maybe like a, a Saul Campbell, but not that he just got his time spent at Spurs and and John Terry. <laughs> I I think it's so John Saul Philly. Campbell, John Terry. Oof, Bryce. Deep down in my heart, I want to say Ledley King. <laughs> I wouldn't blame you. Honestly, I wouldn't blame you. Bro. Deep down in my heart, I want to say it, man. Deep down in my yeah. heart, I want to say Ledley King. I wouldn't and, blame you. But I really got to say John Terry and the man that goes beside Regions. Yeah, okay. Tony oh, Adams. Bro. Tony Adams and, and John Terry. Left back. Cole, bro. That's Easy. actually Cole. Ashley Cole. Played for two or the three, yeah, bro. It's Ashley Cole. Yeah. Who am I gonna say? Pino Asoikoto. Hey, Asoikoto. Okay, uh fire about than Ashley Cole. Midfield, yo, Desai has to be there. Uh-uh. Oh, no. now. Yep. Uh, what formation are we playing? Uh, four three three. Maybe let's have two defensive midfielders. Either well, Desai gets my vote, and then yo, who's next? V- okay, Vieira. Let's okay. do a four four two, bro. Keep it simple. Yeah, so keep it simple. Okay, four four two. Four four two. So Vieira. Vieira Lampard, bro. Oof. Vieira Lampard. Yeah, clean. You got my vote. I thought Bryce was going to come with a spanner. Nah, look at an achievement those guys if, achieved in if the If you go four for two, if you go four for two, I wanna put two players in there. I do wanna put in Luka Modric, and I do wanna put in Musa Dembele. Musa Dembele. Musa Dembele. Man was like a Bentley on the field, man. Come on, <laughs> bro. We're not talking about a FIFA team, bro. We're talking about real life, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I'll put Luka Modric and I'll put Lampard. Okay. Vieira Lampard, I agree. So that's yeah. Vieira Lampard midfield sorted. Uh, left wing. Eden Hazard. Bale. Bale. Bale on the right, Hazard on the left. That's but Bale me. never played on the right. Can't put him on the right if he never he played. He plays him. on the right now. He does now. But for Spurs, he was a left, he was a left And he did in his last season. In his last season, he played on the right. He did. He switched with Lennon. But on the start of the game, he was on the left. Hazard and Gareth Bale for me. Oh, this is a tough one. It's definitely Hazard. Down top. Definitely Hazard on the left. But on the right. That's Bale on the right for me. I put Hazard over Bale, really. Yes. The man is overweight and eating hot dogs until my training in the pudding. <laughs> okay, I actually agree. Oh, Hazard, Hazard and Bale, I agree. I agree. I agree. I highly agree. Front two. I like it. I like it for. I like it for Robert Perez, bro, on the right, bro. Ooh. That was a mamba on the wing, bro. Perez. Front two, gents. Thierry Henry and Trumpa. Thierry Henry. Yeah, see, my heart. My heart would tell me that, but. Henri and Burkham, bro, like my That's brain. That's the same thing I was thinking. Of, it's an existing partnership, like, yo. <laughs> That's the same Trump thing I was thinking. has more goals in finals than all yeah. the, all 
the strikers we can talk about. Drogba has more goals in finals than all the strikers we can talk about. You know about. what? I, I'll go with Drogba Henry as well. Drogba Just for that reason. Just because he's Henry. so iconic. Drogba is amazing, bro. Yo, yo. Uh, Drogba and Henry as well. That's guys, a what a team. team. What a team. Anyway, and guys, Lord we, Bentner, we, can't, we can't put Robertson in goal there. <laughs> Lord oh, Bentner, bro. Lord Bentner. <laughs> Price is like, we can't put Paul Robertson in the nets. <laughs> oh, bro. <laughs> I'll put him there, backup, bro. Third choice. Guys, it's been good chatting to you. I need to end the chat here. I'll have our 11 up for critique. I know we're going to have plenty of haters throwing shade on Twitter, on Instagram, whatever the case is. So, uh, I know, it's Clark M. Yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna be ammo coming towards us. I know this. It's, it's it's a given with my show. But thank you all for being here. I appreciate all the three of you, Henry as well. And uh thanks for coming through for me. I appreciate you boys. 100%. I'd like to have you all individually. I'd like to have you all individually just to chat about why your clubs are the biggest in London sooner or later. But for now, have the best evening. I'll chat to you guys soon. I'll add your Instagram handles later and uh, yeah, just take it easy and stay safe, boys. Like a boys. Like a Bryce, like a Victor. Shot Ryan. Cheers, guys.